Chapter 29 of The Mermaid's Message and Other Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Campbell Shelp. Chapter 29 Ethel's Friends by Jane L. Hoxie. Ethel was a little girl who lived in the great city of New York, but she loved the country very much and often wished that she could play in the big green fields or pick wild flowers in the woods she remembered one summer when she was a very little girl staying in the country for ever so many days almost a whole month and having such a happy time lying on the soft grass listening to the birds and watching the cows and horses the sheep the cunning little lambs and the old white hen with her brood of downy chicks oh how she did wish she could see them all again but the country was far far away and ethel's papa and mamma were so busy that they could not take their little daughter there but there was a place in the big city called central park that seemed to ethel like the country she loved to go there and had happy times as she watched the sparrows scratching for seeds and looking about for crumbs and as she tried to get the gray squirrels to come nearer and take nuts from her hand. And some days, oh, happiest time of all! Lying with her rosy face buried in the short green grass, and pressing closer and closer to the great brown house, the home of the flowers. One sunshiny day in June she had been playing in the park for a long time. Though she had coaxed and coaxed the squirrels, they would not come near and though she listened for a long time to the hoarse croak of a frog and watched and waited looking about with big bright eyes she could not get even a peep at him at last she grew very tired and sat down upon a bench nearby to rest before going home but scarcely was she seated when she heard someone call her name ethel ethel a little voice said she looked all about but could see no one ethel ethel it called this time very near she looked around saying here i am who is calling it is i don't you see me i am close beside you looking down ethel saw at her feet a tiny creature all dressed in dainty green oh thought ethel it must really and truly be a fairy why i thought fairies were only make-believe people and she was so surprised that she forgot to answer the little creature soon the fairy said ethel because you love the birds and the flowers and the trees and all the animals i have come to take you out into the country to visit your friends ethel clapped her hands and said oh i should love to go to the country but i haven't any friends there yes you have said the fairy come and see so away they went and ethel all the time wondered whom the fairy could possibly mean by her friends but they went so fast that before she had time to do much thinking ethel found herself in a great green meadow bright and fresh and cool soon they came to a tree with spreading branches and there lying under it and resting in its shade was a gentle-looking creature with soft eyes long smooth horns and a hairy dress of red and white here said the fairy is one of your friends and a very good friend she is to you too oh said ethel now i know whom you mean by my friends i wonder who can tell me why the fairy called the cow ethel's friend yes because without this friend ethel would miss her cup of milk at breakfast and the golden butter for her bread 
Ethel looked into the cow's great dark eyes and, giving the white star on the cow's forehead a gentle pat, said, "'Surely you are my friend, Bossy.' But the fairy said, "'There are so many more friends, so come on, little girl.' So Ethel visited all the friendly animals, the sheep with their woolly coats, the pigs in their sty, the chickens, ducks, and geese in the barnyard, the doves in their home on the roof, the great clever collie in his kennel, and she found that she owed something to every one of them. Just as she was giving Rover a farewell pat, old Dobbin, harnessed to the farm wagon, came clattering up to the barn. "'There is the best friend of all!' cried Ethel. "'What should we do without Dobbin to carry the milk and butter and eggs to the city, and to bring back the flour and meal and sugar, to draw the wood and coal that keeps us warm, to help the farmer plough and harrow in the springtime, to draw in the hay and grain and the potatoes and apples and pears in the autumn, and to trot cheerfully along the dusty country road when the children take their rides? Oh!' I know the farmer gives him a good dry bed to sleep upon, a fresh manger of hay and a good measure of oats when he is hungry. I am sure he comes and smooths his black coat well, and puts a blanket on his back when the weather is too cold. He wouldn't cut off his black shiny tail for the world, for how could Dobbin drive away the flies that trouble him without his tail? I know he has plenty of fresh water to drink, and sometimes the children give him a lump of sugar. The farmer never lets Dobbin lose a shoe, because his feet might get hurt, but always takes him to the blacksmith if only a nail is loose. Buzz! Buzz! sounded close to Ethel's ear. She opened her eyes and looked about. There she sat upon a bench in the park. The sun had gone down behind the hills, and it was almost dark. The pretty little elf in green had vanished. Her country friends were nowhere to be seen. Mr. B.'s gauzy wings and yellow legs were disappearing in the distance. "'There goes another of my friends,' said Ethel. "'I think he must have come to tell me that it is time to go home.' So Ethel ran home and told her mamma all about the fairy and her friends. "'And, oh, mamma, do you suppose the fairy really and truly took me to the country?' said Ethel. "'No,' said mamma. "'I think my little girl was asleep and dreaming. But for all that—' The animals on the farm are really among our very best friends. Yes, I know that, said Ethel. How I wish I could really see them. And for many days after, she never went to the park without thinking of the wonderful fairy in green and how he took her to visit her friends in the country. End of chapter 29